Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Generally, you think what you hear on the radio is terrible. Hello, all you beautiful people. I'm Jared, and I'm the host with the most of That Red and Podcast. Have you ever wondered what nurses do when they aren't saving lives, or what DJs do when they aren't spinning decks? Each week, me and a guest, and along with you, the listener, will dissect and look deep into these types of topics. It's heartfelt, funny, and filled with OMG moments. But I won't tell you any. You'll have to come and listen for yourself. Buckle in, and let's get into it. This week, I am joined by the amazing, incomparable, fantastic, but lifelong friend, Sarah Luck. How are you, Sarah? Not too bad, thanks, Jared. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited. This is the first time I've ever recorded a podcast. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, you've never done anything like this, have you? No, never. Never. Never been on a podcast, never been in a house, (laughs) (laughs) never done anything. No. So this week, topic, motherhood, because you yourself are a mother, (laughs) are a mother, have a mother, are a mother. And let's get into it. Let's honestly, what is your backstory? What is your backstory? Who you are? Well, I'm Sarah Luck. (laughs) (laughs) How the bloody hell are you? And um, yeah, so motherhood, it's amazing. amazing. You hate it and love it at the same time. Honestly, I have no experience. (laughs) Can't say, can't say it's even on my radar of things. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's been, it's been actually amazing. It's been an absolute roller coaster. Yeah, so I'll basically just talk about how I found out. And that was actually because I just had this inkling. And I'll say that it was an awful inkling because I did not want to be pregnant at the time. And um, Which, like, I feel like most people would Yeah, especially feel. at, like, the age of... Well, I was 19 when I fell pregnant, so yeah. that's scary. Yeah. Um, I was with you. You were with me. Yeah. And I had come home for a visit yeah. and picked you up from your house. And I think it was, like, the, one of the first things you said to me, you were like we need to get a pregnancy test right now. And I was like, okay, <laughs> shit, righto, let's do it. Yeah, so how have you been, Sarah? Oh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> and how's your life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that actually come back negative because I think at the time I was probably about two weeks pregnant. So I remember we drove around town as well. Yeah. We went to the service station. They didn't have any. No, we went to the supermarket first. Yeah. They didn't have any. Me being the amazing friend, I went and looked because you were yeah. like, I can't, I can't. But honestly... Wouldn't you have loved to be the cashier? And like, if you had gone in, people would have been like, oh yeah, it makes sense. But like me, if I went in and like, hey, pregnancy test, I want to buy this. They're like, for who? For who? For who? <laughs> like, honestly. Oh God. Yeah. So that come back negative. And I think I did it in a public toilet. You did. Yeah. We went and pulled yeah. up into just a park and you ran into the toilets and you brought it back, which was gross. <laughs> you, <did. laughs> you brought the stick into my car. Yeah. Um, so yeah anyways and then about a week later I did another one because I still had that inkling and that obviously come back positive and I rang up my mum and I was crying and she was like oh I'm so excited it's so good and then I rang up Jed 
and I was like, so I'm pregnant. And I was expecting him to be like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Like, that's so awful. We've only been together, mind you, for like four months or something ridiculous like that. And um, he was like, happy tears. Like, yes, that's the best news ever. And I was like, that's great. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was really that was really good, I suppose, that he was yeah. so happy about it. Because if he was sad, I'd be like, "Well, well, fuck, we're kind of stuck with it. Yeah, like, not much we can do about <laughs> not it. Not much we can do." Um, so taking back to like when you when the the pre- the positive came up on the pregnancy, the first thing that went through your head, um, I was definitely just like, I didn't want to have a baby at all. Like, at that time, I was yeah. like, no, nah, too young, too early. It's just not meant to be. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely considered a termination. Yeah. Um, Which, for I'm anyone gonna... listening, is a very valid option. Absolutely. Don't let anyone tell you it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm obviously glad I didn't now. But yeah. that was something that ran through my head. Yeah, I feel like it's also like at that young of an age as well, just to even consider that as an option is like not only like kind of like life changing because you're considering like taking away your own child, but it's also like a very mature thing that you have to think about. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like it's a valid thing to think about. It's just like, um, well, what other option do you have? I Like, obviously, could have been a bit more safer about it. Could have. Could have, should have, would have. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's definitely something, like, I suppose majority of people would be lying if they said they hadn't had that thought cross into their mind. Yeah. I can't remember what movie it is, but there's a movie where, I, I think I think it might be My Sister's Keeper. <laughs> terrible, sad movie. But, um in the start of it, the girl was like, every baby, it's like a horrible thing to say, but every baby is an accident. Whether you're planning for it or not, you can't guarantee that when you have sex, you're going to be pregnant the next time. It's, yeah. an, it's always an accident. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's just like something that life throws at you. Yeah. Yeah. Like a mm. medicine ball to the head. Oh, medicine ball <laughs> to the head and then picked up again and threw again yeah. at you. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, so that was that. Yeah. Um So what was like the like you so you found out you're pregnant, you've told everyone, where do you go from there? Um, so basically you have to wait. Well you don't have to. But it's wise to wait the twelve weeks before Before telling everyone. You actually tell yeah. everyone. Yeah. So yeah, we sort of just waited it out. Obviously told my mum, my dad, um, Jed told his parents. And yeah, the reactions were really like different. Yeah. So was anyone like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" Not really. I think everyone was really supportive because, like, after that initial shock of like, "Oh my god, I'm pregnant," like you do start to get like excited once you know that both parties are excited about it. Yeah. So I started getting really excited. Um, Jed started getting really excited and then everyone else was just happy to sort of support us, you know. Yeah. You know, there was some reactions that were probably less like you could tell that they were happy that we were happy. But like standoffish. But, yeah, but standoff yeah. about the whole situation. Because we had only been together for four months before I fell pregnant. 
Like, that's unreal. You don't even know someone, like, even no. in the slightest bit at four months. And now you've got this lifelong connection. Yeah. That is little Nova. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Um, I had a question, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, your first ultrasound, did is your first one when you can find out, or do you have to wait a few more? So you go in and you like have a blood test, and they confirm that you're pregnant because they wouldn't just send assume anyone oh for so an true yeah if you just walked yeah. in being like hey i'm pregnant they're like oh my god congrats let's have an ultrasound <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and also like until i think it was like eight weeks maybe it's six weeks i don't know anyways yeah. a long time ago isn't it weird that it's like it's such a weird concept to me that like i un- i understand the concept of a baby being in a belly but i don't understand or can comprehend the idea that it's affecting your blood that they can tell through your blood yeah well, it's your HCG levels, so, like, it's a hormone. And when, know. yeah, so... I don't know what that means. <laughs> Not much of a doctor a, here. Yeah. It's a hormone that gets sent out or whatever the hell um, when you're pregnant. That's how they know. And they can kind of tell what gestation you are, like, how far along in the pregnancy you are by that blood test based on the, the levels hmm. that you have in your blood. Yeah. For that hormone. Um, <laughs> I've also, like, talking to people, like that have been pregnant a lot of them have like been like they recommended a woman to do it did you have a male or did you feel indifferent about having a male did you want a woman no i felt like i don't know i was just yeah i well in lady jelly go there wasn't much choice it was that's just so true yeah two men two that's men it. <laughs> two men in a room who knows what's happening <laughs> <laughs> no. so it was okay like i it, i didn't feel like i needed to have a woman yeah. Or I need to have a man. I just felt like, yeah, the doctor that I had, I was really comfortable with and that was yeah. good. So, yeah. But yeah, so the ultrasound, they, I think they did it at eight weeks and it's basically just nothing. Like you can only see like this tiny little ball. I don't think I've seen that. I don't know. See, Anyways, you see like a leftover alien. chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an, it looks like an alien. And um, yeah, that was the first scan. So I think... Probably the best part about that was the heartbeat. Like, hearing the heartbeat, that was a really, yeah. like, special moment for Jed and I because it was just like... Oh, my God, did he cry? No. Oh <laughs> he doesn't cry. He's heartless. No. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, my God, heartbeat. Been there. I've, I've heard that. that. <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing special. Yeah, no, it was just special and, like, exciting to know that things were okay because by this point, you know, I found out when I was probably three weeks pregnant... But by this point, you start, like, you know, planning where you're going to live, planning, mm. you know, what you're going to get and being excited about whether it's a boy or a girl or, you know, all those sorts of things. Which so, one did you want the most? I honestly wanted a boy. You wanted a boy? Yeah. Oh, Nova, you have boy. disappointed. <laughs> you've disappointed the whole family. <laughs> I really wanted a boy because, like, I'm the eldest in my family. And then I have three younger brothers, and I just wish I always had an older brother to stick up for me. And yeah. Like, I don't know. I just had like this image in my mind of like yeah. my older brother like bashing boys that were mean to me or something. Yeah. So, so, so you're a violent kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three older sisters, and they did that for me. I remember, I remember Brooke, the one above me. I won't say who she did it to, but she fully like this. This girl had pinned me against the wall. Mm. 
at one time and like was yelling at me and stuff. And then the next day I, to- I told Brooke, um, the next day Brooke went and confronted her and was like, stay the fuck away from my little brother. <laughs> And, like, this girl, like, walked away from her. And Brooke was like, don't you fucking walk away from me. <laughs> Come back here. Come back here right now. The audacity. The audacity. <laughs> but, yeah, so I did. And I also had, like, my older cousins at the same school. Yeah. Which were, like, Dylan and Matt. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I was always a baby. I never had anyone under me. That's good. So I never had to stand up for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone had, stood up for you. And yeah, that's why everyone, you're a prissy bitch yeah. now. <laughs> Let's be honest. So did you, did you guys find out? What sex you were having? Well, yeah. There was some sex happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we actually did, which was good because I just felt like I needed to get organised. I needed to get everything organised. Like, and we were moving around the same time. It was all such like such a busy time. We were moving, like, from central New South Wales down near Geelong. And, uh, yeah, I just felt like I needed to be organised. I'm, I'm always overdoing things, so... Anyways, I so, never even <laughs> ended up getting organised. By the time my baby came, I had nothing. Yeah. So, so when does that baby do? Like, you... <laughs> so you guys obviously would have been like, yeah, we want to know the sex. The moment that doctor said, oh, it's a girl, did you say, get this cunt out of me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I signed up for a boy. <laughs> no, I was like excited. I was equally as excited. I was. Yeah. And then like, I don't know. It's just like when I first found out I was pregnant, I was sad about it and then got excited. It's the same sort of deal. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want a boy. But then straight after and only moments after, I was like, so we're having a girl. Cool. Like, yeah, be able to put bows in her hair and stuff like that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so did we discuss if we want to talk about Jed's dad? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've found that you're pregnant. You've ultrasounds and all of that, about to give labour, a couple days off, tragedy strikes. Yeah, so what actually happened was my <clears throat> mother-in-law and father-in-law were in a really awful motorbike accident. Honestly, freak accident. Yeah, like, like literally, so this was on like the 1st of March and they were riding their motorbikes and they had um, two other motorbike riders with them. So my mother and father-in-law were on one motorbike and then... Um, anyway, so then a car actually come around the corner and struck the first riders, which was my mother and father-in-law, and then it rolled. So, um, my father-in-law died at the scene, and then my mother-in-law was flown to Canberra. So, yeah, so we ended up, like, driving down to Canberra, and while we were at the hospital, I was about 33 weeks pregnant, and... One of the nurse, like one of the triage nurses or whatever it is, said that I should get checked down at the maternity ward. Because of like ward. stress and yeah, just stress and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And she was just like, and I felt like, you know, a couple of days after the accident, I was like, I feel like I've dropped, like, and that's a really yeah. good thing. But I felt like my stomach had gone down really far, and I just felt like. Like, my baby was, like, sitting right there, like, yeah, ready to come ready. out. Yeah. So, I actually went down there to get a checkup, and the lady at the Canberra Hospital was so rude. She was just like, you know, I see cashiers. Yeah. And they've got, like, this grumpy, awful face on them, and I'm like, you have chosen to be the face of this, you know, place. Yeah. Put a smile on. It's not that yeah. hard. People get into moods and whatever. But I feel like if you're in a 
environment where you are to care for people, your mood can affect. Absolutely, yeah. Especially when there's so many vulnerable people, like you go to a hospital because you're either sick or you know someone who's sick. So yeah. there's already, already like, you know, that extra added stress on you. And then to have someone who's meant to be caring for you be rude, it's really awful. Yeah. So, yeah, I went down to the maternity ward and that's where I come across this lady who was quite rude about it. She was like, well, is there anything wrong with you? And I was like, well, not really, but like, I just want to be checked because, you know, and I explained the situation and everything that happened. And she was like, look, we only let people come in if there's something actually wrong with you. And I was like, well, it actually is. There's a baby in me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's wrong with me. <laughs> That's what's wrong with me. No, so I ended up sitting there and a nurse come out and said, you can be seen by a doctor, but it will be a long wait. And I ended up just getting really frustrated. I was already moody as shit because yeah. I was like 34 weeks pregnant or whatever. And I ended up just going, fuck these guys, I'm leaving. And I didn't get checked, which is kind of my bad, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, so then we left Canberra Hospital because Jed and I were like, stuff this, we're sick of being in the hospitals. Let's go back down to our hometown and have a bit of a break. So we went back to Lake Ajelago, which is about a three hour drive from Canberra. And I went to sleep. And I woke up the next morning and I'd gone into early labour. So We love that. Yeah. Nova was fun. like, I'm sick of this place. Yeah. <laughs> this drywall in here is so out of date. <laughs> so it was really bad because obviously I couldn't drive because my waters broke and I could have gone into like full labour at any given moment. And the car was not a choice that was in your head (laughs) (laughs) like I couldn't drive and then Jed he lost his license so he couldn't drive and he'd been drinking the whole night before with my dad just uber it so it was (laughs) stuck anyways I ended up driving into Lake Ajelago into the hospital and Jed's mate Lizard what a name Jordan what a name (laughs) Lizard Lizard. (laughs) he like drove from Ungary which is probably like an hour drive from Lake Medicine Lake and took us to Griffith which is like the closest big hospital from Lake Ajelago and then that was the start of giving birth (laughs) Um, I was gonna take a break there okay because we're at 20 minutes we've been at this for 20 minutes shit yeah wow you can (laughs) we'll come back right after break so top thinks you give pretty good advice and great tea life happens wherever you are whether you make it or not understanding others The other elements and the other nations will help you become whole. podcast um if you have just joined in halfway don't know why you would you should listen from the start otherwise you're gonna be very lost um i'm here with sarah and we are talking about her pregnancy journey she has found out she's pregnant hallelujah otherwise the story would be very short she has gone into labor take it away sarah 
Okay, so I'm in labour, but they actually gave me like an injection to stop my labour. Bastards. (laughs) They said another nine months. (laughs) (laughs) Another nine months. months. You're not ready. Yeah, so that happened, but I feel like all it did was prolong my awful labour. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know why, but I honestly wonder why did they do that? Oh, because I was early, they were like... Oh, so true, you were early, yeah. Yeah, I was six weeks early, so they were like... Oh god, imagine it. Six weeks, just... Don't want you to do that, just yet. So, yeah, they tried to stop it, didn't work, so then they gave me steroids, so that like helps develop the lungs for the baby or whatever. you just started bench pressing it. I started bench pressing, yeah. Yeah, you got Um, real angry, your (laughs) dick grew so short. (laughs) I got more rage, yeah, I was really angry. Yeah, so I think I ended up being in like... I get really confused, like, what labour is. So, my water broke, but I pushed for, like... And that happened, and then I was sort of, like, dilating, which means, like, expanding. Yeah. Whatever. Gross. Over <laughs> the few hours. I think it was, like... So, my water broke at 9am, and then I had my, bet, like, Nova at 3.34am or something. Yeah. So, like, the next day. So... I... I... I also don't know because I've never experienced labour or... Oh, I do know people who've had labour. I've got many sisters and many kids. But I would imagine labour would be the moment the doctor comes in and he's like, okay, we're pushing until the baby comes out. Oh, I'm dumb. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it took me like... I think I pushed for two hours. They were going to do a C-section if things hadn't started happening. But thank goodness. Question. Yes. Did you shit? No. Oh my God. No, I What's didn't. The, how dare you? What's the point of this story? Yeah. If the, end, been... if the end result isn't you shitting yourself in front of a bunch of room full of strangers, <laughs> I don't want to know about it. I don't even think people actually, like, I asked Jed and he said no. But, like. If he has shit himself? <laughs> no, <he laughs> But apparently the nurses don't make a big fuss about it, anyways, and they kind of just, like. What can you imagine if they did? They're like, ugh! Yeah. They're like, okay, just start pushing. Oh my god, you have shit. How fucking do you? You've shit on me. Get out. (laughs) Anyways, so that was Do you reckon it's like like a a secret between them? So like, you'll shit, but they won't tell you, but they'll turn to the other nurse and be like, this piece of shit has just dropped a piece of shit on me. They go back into their lunchroom and they're like, oh my god, I had a shit off. They're like, like, oh, not a shitter. Anyone for any any chocolate logs? She's like, not right now, Karen. Not right now. Mars bar. Mars bar. No, thank you, Sheila. <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't shit myself. Thank God. That's the the summary of that. I just There's in so my head, it's funnier if you just <laughs> shit over everyone. Also, in that moment, it's kind of like sickening that the women are just like. I'm pushing a baby out. If I have shit, move the fuck on. <laughs> we we have a it. job to do. If I shit, ignore it. Just push it under the bed. We'll deal with it later. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I actually end up having an epidural as well. It's, that's, that's, a, that's a needle in your spine, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my God. I would not be able to do it. Nah. It was, it was actually, okay. In, com- in comparison to childbirth or like even having contractions, having that needle was nothing. So I actually had it twice. They gave it to me and then the anesthesiast or whatever the hell you say it, he left and went home and I got up and started walking That's around. Did you tell him? Like, Look, they, they, he's on call. So they come in and leave oh. and blah, blah, blah. So I started walking around and the nurse was like, 
So you're not actually meant to be able to feel your legs. So how you're walking around, I have no idea. And then she like put ice on my legs, I could feel it. And so then you looked down and you just didn't have legs. I just didn't have they legs. They cut your legs off. They had <laughs> taken your legs. They harvested my legs and gave them to someone. Oh my god, vampire doctors. <laughs> no, so he had to come back and do it again. And that was a oh, little so bit Oh, so you got traumatic. two epidurals? Yeah, because the first one didn't oh my work. God. Because Did he like, miss or like? Yeah, it's a hit and miss. It's really oh my god, weird. that's yeah. terrifying. Because I've heard stories that like it can paralyze you. Yeah, they're freak stories. They would go, "Do you want the epidural?" I'd say, "Yes, but don't tell me about it. <laughs> just do it while I'm asleep. Like sneak up on me and just do it while I'm asleep." Doesn't work. Oh my god. Yeah, it was scary. Anyways, so when I ended up after I gave birth, obviously like because she was early, she came out breathing, everything was fine. She went on my chest. And then they took her away. That was really frustrating because I just wanted to hold her and be with her. Yeah. And my legs were still, like, not working. So, so you couldn't get up and chase them. <laughs> I couldn't get up and get her. No. But the nurse came in and she had a bit of ice. And she was like, so I'm just going to put this ice on your leg. Let me know when you feel it. And I was like, yep, I feel it. And she you was lied. like. You lied. You lied, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You fucking She was like, lied. I didn't even put it on your leg, Sarah. Oh, she caught you? Yeah. She said, fuck you. <laughs> she said, I knew you're that type of girl. Yeah. Fuck you. So I was like, I just want to get up and see her. So I ended up like getting up and it felt like you're like one of those, you know, those clowns. They got like those toy things and they're like baubles. And oh, they a jack in like, the box? No. Anyways, it felt really weird. It, it felt really weird. Okay. It was it just felt weird. weird. <laughs> them clowns, it felt weird. <laughs> so yeah, and then Jen ended up just like getting a wheelchair and wheeling me to her and that was... Yeah. Wow. And then, so did you, you, you obviously had that moment where like, I don't know, I've seen it in movies, so I pray to God it's real because I think it's so beautiful, but like a moment when like they put you on your chest and your heartbeat sync up. Yeah. That's amazing. Honestly, yeah. I've already told Alex when we have kids, I'm doing that. I was like, you don't, you, the third one, maybe you do it with the third <laughs> one, but I'm doing it. Like, yeah. It's really special. Um, I think it's good for the mother's and child's mental health as well. It's something to do with. Like, there is a, a science behind it, but it's also generally just a special moment, Yeah, having a baby on your chest. I mean, there's a science behind pregnancy, but it is wild. Like, mm. you literally grow something inside of you mm. just to have it come out. Like, the, it blows my mind. Um, anyway, let's move on. You've had little Nova, mm-hmm. Nova Marie. Is that her middle name? Yeah. Okay, imagine if I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just Nova Erin. Uh, it flows better I I like it Um, let's jump forward say six months where's your head at with this baby so it was actually before six months okay yeah so after I had Nova like I felt like I was on a massive high and I just had things that I had to do like mind you in the midst of all this my dad was going through like Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's like, talk about that. Yeah, so he did something that he probably shouldn't have, and he was like in the midst of going to prison. Yeah. So he's still in there, and he gets out in September. But shout out to <laughs> shout out to Jason Mark. But... <laughs> yeah. So that was like a whole thing, and I feel like that like helped me after I gave birth to Nova because I felt like I had something to do. Like, obviously, besides the fact that I had Nova, <laughs> I just felt like, <laughs> like I've got really bigger busy. things to do, Nova. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to be out of me for so long. I've got things to do. <laughs> oh, God. No, but I just, I don't know, I was so occupied. Like, I had Nova, I had my dad's stuff going on. Then there was, like, all the stuff with 
the motorbike accident and funerals and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I was really occupied. And oh, I just want to say this, actually. I was meant to give birth in Geelong, yeah. like Geelong Hospital. So we, like, we were living down there and I gave birth in Griffith. So it was obviously all unplanned. Yeah, so we come home back to, like, La- it's called Lara. It's right near Geelong. Um, that's when everything sort of started hitting me because I feel like I finally had a chance to breathe. Yeah. And... I mean, you've gone from being this party-going... 19? Yeah. 19-year-old. Sorry about the tea spilling. This is tea spilling right now. <laughs> um, you've gone from this 19-party-going young lady to pregnant... To about to give labour, to losing your father-in-law, to then giving labour, then your own father going to jail. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Even without the, pre- the pregnancy and the labour, that's a lot in that small amount of time. Absolutely. It was full on. It was, it was really just like, I felt like I had my shit together. I honestly did. But then, like, you know, one night in the middle of the night, I woke up and I couldn't breathe. And, like, I felt really sick. And my heart was pounding really fast. I was dizzy. I was sweating and like hyperventilating. And I couldn't, like, I've had panic attacks before, but this was like something different. This was like really full on. Yeah. And I woke Jed up and I was like, putting over in the car, we need to go to the hospital. I think I'm going to die. And like, I genuinely thought I was going to die. I was saying things to him on the way, like, you know, make sure you look after Nova. You can oh do this God. and this and this. Like, I was actually preparing. Holy shit. <laughs> so, and then I went to the hospital and like, <clears throat> I feel like on many levels I was failed. Like they just were like, oh, it's just stress. But yeah. at this point, like the first time I went there, they did a blood test. I think it was for my heart just to make sure I wasn't having a heart attack. Yeah. And they're like, it's stress. And not once did a mental health team come and see me. So I ended up like after that moment, there was so many times and so many different things that I had going on with my body, like buzzing in my feet, things that were like, you know, really awful headaches and pressure in my head. And there was one time I started taking like this antidepressant that my doctor prescribed me. The side effect was that it had caused buzzing through my whole body. Jesus. And like once I stopped taking that, I don't know if it was in my mind or something, that subsided. So there was like all these things. I think I ended up calling the ambulance like 10 times wow. to come and get me in a space of like four months. Ambulance insurance? Yes. Do we have that? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like, and you know, I know that people would say like, you know, then you're clogging up the ambulance for people who are actually in need. But at the time, I genuinely felt like I was dying. So I felt like I was one of those the people critical people yeah. like that really needed an ambulance. And each time, you know, I was just, it was so disheartening because there wasn't a single time that I had a mental health team come and see me. You honestly would think, you would also hope that labour, then you're having panic attacks. Doctors should be able to put the two together. Yeah, like, look, they did. They, they actually did. They were like, you are having really awful panic attacks. Yeah. And, like, they said that to me, but it was really hard for me to fathom, like, how my body could be reacting in so many different ways. All these things be caught like being caused by could it have stress. been because you were pregnant obviously hormones are rushing around your body you're not going to experience the same kind of like emotions and feelings that people that aren't pregnant would feel do you think it's like your body nova's out of your system your hormones are back to normal do you reckon it's everything that's happened it's just all the emotions at once just bam 
Yeah, I feel like that was a massive thing. And I think, you know, I never had anyone close to me pass away in like a really tragic yeah. accident. And like, I obviously didn't know Tony, which is his name, as much as I would have liked to, but it was still just like a massive shock. And I just felt like after that, I was like, our life can be taken away so quickly. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't even have to be our fault. It do, like, you know, it's just so scary. And I think I was so scared that I would be taken away from Nova or vice versa or whatever, that I was just panicking about dying, like really panicking. Yeah. And I feel like that's what, like every time I drove, that was like a trigger for me and I'd start getting all these symptoms. Honestly, that's a trigger for me now. I don't even have a kid. Yeah. Like driving down here, I got probably a block away and in my gut, something was like, message Alex and tell him you love him right now. Something's happening. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And then I got a bit further out and it left me. So like, I like I have that now. So like, I fully understand that. Like, yeah. I feel like probably because you've had someone close to you yeah, in your life tragically die yeah. as well. And not that it was in a car accident, but it was just like a really sudden, sudden awful, yeah. awful death. So I think once that happens, you really just realize how precious we are and yeah. how quickly and easily we can be taken away. And that's scary. Definitely. It's yeah. a scary thought, but obviously but, think about it from time to time and like be grateful for the moments you have. But I think there's times when you also have to put it to the back of your head and just be like, this is the only life I've got. Let's live it up. Mm. But that's really hard to get Oh, it's past. so hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Like the fact that we are going to eventually die and whether or not there's God or all that sort of stuff, who knows? Like it's just the scare, like the scariness of the unknown. Yeah. And not knowing what it's like after you know, my dad used to always say something, and this is probably why I'm so cynical about death. And he was always like, being dead is a lot like before you were born. Like, do you remember before you were born? No. That's so <laughs> like, true. Wow, wow yeah. I never thought about it like I that. I know, and I feel like that's probably what's instilled that fear in me about death. I don't remember before I was born. I probably don't remember after I died either. Wow, I've never thought about it like that. That is... Yeah. Wow. But honestly, that doesn't scare me. Like, that kind of... Like, like a blanket of comfort around me. Because, like, if you don't remember anything from being born, you're not going to remember your death. You're not going to feel pain. Yeah, but I hate that because yeah. I want to, like, see my family. I want That's to... so true. I don't yeah. know. It's really hard. Anyways, it's like, you can talk about it for hours because it is such, like, a... Oh, it's probably a taboo subject as well because people don't like thinking no, or talking about yeah, death. Because it's scary. It is really scary. So let's talk about the opposite of death then. Little Nova. New life. <laughs> yeah, new life. New life. <laughs> new life. Oh Nova. my god. Um, so yeah, she's beautiful. Little she's chunky so baby. Yeah, she's such a chubba bubba. And it's funny because she was so obviously premature, she was really little. And then I was taking her to the hospital. So in the time that I was going to the hospital, I was also taking her because I was afraid that something was happening to yeah. her. Yeah. So they ended up finding like a small hole in the bottom of her heart, which was like not really a thing. It didn't affect her in any way. But it was good to not say. Yeah. yeah. And, but they were also worried that that's why she'd blown out because she got so big so quickly. Maybe you're and just a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> I would force feed her because I wanted to make sure she made her weight each week. And they ended up doing blood tests and all that sort of stuff. I went and seen a pediatrician and he was like, we actually see this a lot with premature babies. Their mums kind of like force feed them yeah. <laughs> kind of thing and like make them get fatter so that... Because, you know, it's like that's what I had to wait until I got out of hospital for. I had to make sure she was, like, at a good weight. Yeah. And I didn't want to see her go back. So I was, like, you know, I made sure I got up every single three hours to feed her. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's amazing, though. Like, commitment. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was full on. Mm. Like even at the hospital, we had to stay on site. They had to pin you down because you were trying to feed her. <laughs> we had to stay. <laughs> yeah. We had to stay on site and every three hours I would literally walk up and feed her. And like the nurses were like, it's fine, we can do it overnight. But I was so set on getting out of there. And I also felt like, you know, there's this terrible stigma around young mums. Yeah. And like, we've got it hard <clears throat> anyways in the sense that like people just look down on you don't think you're going to make it or don't think you're going to be a good mum or don't, you know, it's just an awful, awful thing. So I felt like I had to prove that I was like dedicated and committed and I was getting up every three hours, but like obviously a bit earlier because I had to pump breast milk and all that sort mm. of good stuff. Yeah. So I felt like I just, I had to do it for obviously Nova, which was yeah. number one. And then number two, myself, because I felt like people would judge me if I didn't. It was really yeah. weird. Yeah, I, I can definitely see why you would have thought that because, like, just being a mum in, like, in any age, I feel like you're automatically going to be judged oh, because absolutely. people are always like, "I know best, I yeah. know about this, blah blah blah." Breast but at the end of the best, day, formula feds best. Yeah, like, it's all just bullshit. At the end of the day, it's your baby. Yeah, like you're gonna naturally know what's good for her and what's yeah. not. Yeah, and I'm just so blessed that I actually had a mum who you know, like, instilled really. Good qualities yeah. in me. Talking about amazing mums, Trish. Wow. <laughs> My mum. Like, cool. wow. Yeah, she's a strong woman. Yeah. Fuck. Like, I can't even, like, to put, like, not physically strong. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't be able to, like, pick me up and throw me across the room. But, no. like, mentally, that oh, yeah. that woman is beyond. Yeah, absolutely. She's been through absolute hell. But that's another story for another time. Yeah, another story. Um, <laughs> speaking of stories, let's tell some stories about Nova. Because I feel like we... Oh, yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. Now. I like to really get off track. <laughs> I keep on going back and forth. This is going to be really confusing for people. But anyways. Um, so Nova, I'll tell you guys a little story. It's really disgusting. Oh, my God. Is this one you told me last night? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love this story. <laughs> tell it. Tell it. So... Oh, it's gonna make me seem like a bad mum now. But yeah, you were just talking about how great of a mum you were, and then you're like, hmm. no, like I'm not actually like I'm. I don't neglect my baby. <laughs> that's for sure. She's fed and all like the basic necessities, but I can't say that I am the best mum. Yeah, well. like there's thing. There's definitely things you can always like improve on. Yeah. Being more attentive is my big one. Tell the story. Yeah, the right, story. Talk. The story. All right. Um. So one day. I left a pooey nappy in Nova's room after I changed her ass. Don't we all? Don't we all just leave pooey nappies around? (laughs) (laughs) And I was sitting at the table and Jed was sitting on the ground and Nova was crawling around. She crawled into her room and I've seen her do that. And I was on the computer and I was like, oh, she's fine. Like, she'll just probably be playing with her toys in there or something. The shitty nappy did cross my mind, but I thought surely not. Anyway, she's only in there for like a few moments she come crawling back out and she crawled up to Jed and she was like, and Jed was like, oh, I think she's gotten into some chocolates <laughs> But no. And I was like. <gasps> You're like, yeah, chocolate. <laughs> That's not chocolate. <laughs> and she'd gone up, wiped it on his hand and had it all over her mouth. Oh my God. All over her own hands. It was disgusting. Like Jed and I were fighting about who was going to grab her to put her in the bath. I would just use a broom. Just sweep her. Just sweep her to the bath. Put her outside. And Put some down. like lollies on the ground. Just lead her to the bath. Oh, it was disgusting. It was so yuck. Imagine her intestines being like, okay, we've got some food coming. Wait a fucking second. <laughs> Didn't we just... We just, just fucking had that in out. here. <laughs> what the fuck is it doing back here? <laughs> so 
But that was yeah. That's probably like the yuckiest thing she's ever done. She's also eaten dead flies and uh, you know all that fun stuff. I used to eat dog biscuits as a kid. <gasps> I know so many kids that did that. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Maybe because I'm a dog. <laughs> but my my nephew Flynn at his first birthday party, no one could find him, and then my dad found him under the table eating dog shit. So like obviously. Kids are going to eat whatever the fuck they want. And, like, you can't really stop them sometimes. Like, yeah. you want to see the dog shit? Let him eat the dog shit. Well, I know my brother, when he was little, he was really quiet. My mum and dad came around and found him eating, like, a, my dad used to strip VBs. So he'd eaten, like, nearly the full VB box. Like, the, Oh, my God. Like, the cardboard. The cardboard. <laughs> so, and he was shitting green for, like, the next week or something like that. Mum was True saying. Raiders fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyways, mum ended up taking him to the doctors. And the doctor was like... He has an iron deficiency. So apparently it's a thing. If kids eat cardboard, they have an iron deficiency. I have that's no so idea. Weird. Yeah, I don't know what I mean. It's really that. weird. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but that's... Back to Nova. That's, <laughs> that's Nova. Yep. Yeah. No, she's just such a beautiful kid. She's so gorgeous. Yeah, she's got a big bucky teeth. Isn't shy in the least. No. I, oh, met, I, her, I met her last night and did not freak out when I saw when she saw me at all. Like, I, and I, then I, she's I, crawling to you and like trying to sit on your lap. Yeah, we're best friends now. Yeah, I might have to cut that out of her. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to like end up jumping into a stranger's car one day or something. Yeah, they're going to be like, do you want to come for a ride? Sure. <laughs> She's too relaxed. Yeah, she's like, oh, okay, cool. I was going to offer her to take you for a ride. But that's that's your story. Yeah. That's pregnancy in a nutshell. Yeah. There you go. Well, for you at least. For me at least. I think like, the one thing that I really want to say, and I'll say it here as well, because it's it. important, is that like you shouldn't stop you know, just coming back to the mental health thing. Like, don't stop asking questions. I feel like... Don't, I... like, don't give up. There was so many times where I thought I was dying anyways. You know, I'd go to sleep every night thinking that I was going to die. And, like, there were so many times I could have given up. And, obviously, like, thank goodness there was there were things that made me think not to. And I'm just so glad. I, I pushed and pushed and pushed. And the end result is that I did end up getting the help I needed just for that moment. And, yeah, it took that persistence from me to, like, get to the place that I needed to be mentally for Nova, for Jed, for everyone. Yeah, it's definitely experience that rocked me and it's changed me for life. Like, I just think it's opened my eyes up to just, like, the effects. Obviously, there was a lot of things that sort of may have pushed it along, but, you know, having mental health issues in my background anyways probably didn't help as well. But yeah, it can happen to anyone. Anytime, it doesn't matter. Like, you could be, you know, happy your whole life and never have a mental health issue and then be hit by this terrible, terrible thing. And that's probably when it's worse because you don't know what you're getting into, you know? So it's just probably a good thing that I did have that mental health background. Yeah. That I knew and understood that these feelings were... Normal. Yeah, kind of normal. Yeah. Mm. And that they're valid. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. No worries. Well, I came to you, but yeah. thank, you for, thank you for coming on the podcast, honestly. <laughs> Second episode in. I've talked absolute nonsense. I'm not even sure that people are going to be able to like follow. follow. I'm not even sure if I can use this audio, honestly. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to listen to any previous, future, upcoming episodes. Give us a follow on any social media platform under that random podcast. But except on Instagram, it is that underscore random podcast because some cunt out there already has that. Shit. And if you're listening, I'm fucking coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys later. Bye. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.